and we are live on College Band Radio. All College Band, all the time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to College Band Radio. Before we hop into the episode, we just have some very exciting news that we'd love to share with you. As you may have seen on social media, we are officially joining forces with College Marching and joining their network. So make sure you strap in and buckle up because it's going to be one heck of a ride. Hello and welcome to our season one premiere of College Band Radio. For those that don't know, three of us are back, but there's a couple new faces in here. For those that are new, we should probably introduce all of us. So starting out with me, my name is Alex Murphy. I just recently graduated from the University of Maryland College Park, the only school in the nation to have the word the be trademarked. Uh, I was in the Mighty Sound of Maryland marching band for three years. I played alto saxophone and I was in the Maryland pep band for four years. Hence why I have this beautiful towel for those that are watching on video. And yeah, I'm really, really, really excited for this season one premiere. I'm, I'm excited that we're back. It's been a long hiatus. Yeah. Who else wants to go next? Alrighty, I'll hop right in there. So as some of you may remember, my name is Craig Sirota. I just graduated from... Rutgers University in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Graduated with a degree in computer science, and I played mellophone in the Marching Scarlet Knights for four years, along with being in the pep band for five years. And uh, my hobbies include uh, yelling at basketball players and having a good time. Well, I guess it's on to me now. My name is Jason Park. I am a junior at Purdue University studying computer engineering. I am in my third year in the Purdue All-American Marching Band, also playing mellophone, mellow gang. Um, but I also play French horn in our indoor ensembles, and I do two of our pep bands, which is our, or I do two pep bands here, women's volleyball pep band, and then our women's basketball pep band. Um, I guess a fun fact about me is I played hockey for a long time, basically since I like had the physical ability to skate is when I started playing hockey. That's me. So to quickly interject, uh, well, first of all, I forgot to say I graduated with a degree in multi-platform journalism. <laughs> and I guess the fun fact about me is, is you're probably, I'm probably the only Tampa Bay Rays fan you've ever met. In the country. <laughs> in, in the country. It's only me. So for those that don't know, me, Jason, and Craig, we started up this podcast a couple months ago during the pandemic. Since then, we've gained a lot of followers, we've had a lot of people listen and watch, and we decided to expand a little bit, add a few members to our team. So we've doubled in size now, and we've also gotten some uh, some female representation in there because we realized that, you know, three men on the podcast, maybe that's not the best idea in the world. But for those that have listened, welcome back. For those that are new, we have expanded. We have a couple new people in here to introduce. So for you new members in here, please introduce yourselves as we did. And yeah, just who are you? What, what, what's your deal? What's going on? Um, I can go first. Hi, y'all. My name is Hannah Butler. I am a digital media production major at the University of Northern Iowa, so you probably know us more for basketball, but yes, we play football too. Um, I am a trumpet player in the Panther Marching Band, and I am a senior. I also, for the band, I do our videography and some of our marketing stuff, which you should definitely follow us. Um, and a fun fact about me is that I have double jointed wrists, so I can just... Sorry, if you're listening on audio, you can't. It's not do something that like you would imagine you can't do until you see Hannah do it. No, so I would weird. definitely I would definitely recommend watching at it's least weird. the intros. <laughs> it's weird. Alrighty. Well, I'm Savannah Westland. 
I'm a junior at University of Washington in Seattle. I play piccolo in the Husky Marching Band. Um, I've done a couple other gigs for like softball and volleyball. Um, but yeah, I'm studying Earth and Space Sciences. And a little fun fact about me is that I used to swim competitively in high school. I'm sorry, I have to, I, like Alex, I forgot to say, yes, I'm also in basketball pet band, which I love. So completely forgot to include that. So. Go Cats. Go Cats is right. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, um, go Cats, but go Tigers. Um, my name is Annabelle Carter. Um, I'm a junior at the University of Missouri. And I am uh, double majoring in sports psychology and music. Um, I am a third year member of the Marching Mizzou Band. I'm a section leader um, as well as in band and choir. And then as long as the marching band, I'm also a member of our basketball and volleyball pet band. Um, a fun fact about me is um, I am from England, so I'm a dual citizen. People find that cool, I guess. <laughs> that is pretty cool. But what instrument do you play? Uh, clarinet. Oh, sorry. Go Woodwinds. <laughs> Woodwinds, best instruments. That's just not true. That's not yes. true. False melody. We, we all know that brass is the best, the best but inside I the brass here, it's like the mellows. Mellow game. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. just, just, no, it's just no. a triangle. Just triangle and everything some else. Thoughts I could share about that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think, uh, you know, since our last episode to conclude season zero of the podcast, there's been a lot of stuff that's gone down in the uh, college football and college band world. So uh, let's get into the news. So over in Big Ten land, they just decided that they're coming back. I believe it is October 26th. October, October 24th. October 24th. So they are starting then to begin their nine-game season. Uh, with no, no room for error, every game is just week to week to week. Additionally... That nine games is actually an eight games with kind of a bonus week tagged onto the end where the number one team from the East will play the number one team from the Big Ten West in the conference championship. And then at the second like second place teams of each division will play each other third, fourth, down the line. So every team will be playing nine games. Just if you're at the end of week eight, if you're number one in the East, you're going to be playing number one in the West. That last game is still, you know, TBD for the Big Ten. But as the season progresses, we're going to start to see, all right, who is Ohio State going to be playing in that Big Ten championship come, uh, I think it was it, December, December 19th. So we're going, to be, we're going to be seeing that, you know, who is Rutgers going to be playing in that 7-against-7 seven seven matchup? What are you talking uh, about? Rutgers is going to be in the Big Ten championship against, like... You no, know, you know, we're going to take down Ohio we're State. We're going to win the West. <laughs> Rutgers against Purdue. Maryland's going to be the number two team. We're going to go to the Rose Bowl. 2020's already <laughs> been crazy. Why don't we just make it worse? Let, let's, you know what? Who's going to win the my, championship? My, my prediction here is the only way that Rutgers is going to get more than three conference wins is if other schools have just massive outbreaks on their team. But you know what? It can happen. It can happen. They're going to win by default. I'm not hoping it. I'm just saying... Rutgers is just so good that they just mow everyone away. True, true. But anyway, we got... That's what's going on in Big Ten land. Pac-12 is coming in with, I believe, a seven-game season starting November 6th right there. So that's two weeks after the Big Ten starts. Um, The Big Big 12 and ACC have been playing now for, I believe, three weeks. I believe they have non-conference games additionally compared to all the other conferences which have gone just conference games alone. Uh, And this past weekend, the SEC has begun 
uh, its conference play as, uh, you know, as Annabelle witnessed as Mizzou took on Alabama this past weekend. <laughs> Can we get some Fs in the chat, folks? But, uh, hey, they hey, fought anyway, valiantly, A for effort. The band won. The band always wins. The band, the, the band always wins. But that's what's going on in Power 5 land, and for the most part across the, uh, the FBS. Hannah, can you give us the rundown on what's going on in the FCS? Yes, so in the FCS, we were actually among kind of the first groups that found out, like, we weren't going to have a fall season. Um, I think we found out, I believe it was August 7th. This was kind of in response to the NCAA canceling fall championships. Um, so we don't have the college football playoff board to kind of determine like bowl games and stuff. We do it championship style. So since the NCAA is in charge of that, they said, hey, we're moving everything to the spring. So really no conferences this year of the 13 FCS. We didn't have a reason to play this year. And we're like, you know what? We'll just delay till spring, see how things are looking then. Uh, we just got our conference schedule actually a couple days ago. So we will be starting in late February and playing through, I believe the championship game will now be in May. Uh, we're really looking forward to getting back out there though. Has anyone heard anything about basketball? I thought yes. we were, I thought yes. the Big Ten was actually having a season, but I don't think it looks S- good for SEC any bands. Released. I don't know if they released their basketball update. Basketball. basketball update for men's and women's basketball. It's supposed to be starting on November 25th. Go I don't really think it's looking good for the basketball bands, though. Yeah, yeah. As of right now, basketball bands. There is no announcement, at least from what I've seen from the Big Ten. I don't know about other conferences. It's weirder because they're arenas, so they're all inside. At least with football, when you're outside, you know, it's 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 a different situation outside venues to inside venues. So I, I, I mean, my assumption would be that it would be little to none in terms of bands being able to actually play inside, but that might change. It would probably have to be the same sort of precautions. I know that um, a big part of making the determination of if bands are going to be allowed in or not, they're currently working within the golden window. I know you and I announced like our last day of finals is November 25th now. We don't come back until January 25th. They're fitting as much basketball in that window kind of as they can because they're hoping student athletes will not be out mingling with people, therefore kind of minimizing how much exposure they potentially have to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you and I at least have made a commitment from our AD saying that we're planning on having fans in McLeod Center. I think it'll be, it'll depend a lot on how I think the COVID situation shakes out because there's been talk about rapid testing or potential vaccines. So I think a lot of what we're going to see affect bands is going to really hinge on that specifically and what the situation looks like then. Um, obviously, a lot can change between November or even now and February. Hopefully, it'll all be for the better. So I know that has a really, really big influence on it. So while right now, as a diehard basketball fan uh, like you guys, I'm nervous i love pet band so much but i think it's it's a little early to be like oh man like it's over just gotta keep that hope alive yeah i mean again so as of right now we don't know uh we will see what happens with that but as of right now it would be nice to have fans back in but we want to make sure everyone's safe and we want to make sure that testing is available i have a confession oh jason has a confession this whole time i was thinking like 
I have a great idea, guys. I'm going to solve this whole problem. Have you guys ever heard of the Winter Classic, the NHL Winter Classic slash Stadium Series games? I was like, why don't we just do that with basketball? That's a but terrible But then I idea. realized why the NHL can do that. In because the winter, it's, cause it's, cause it's, it's because ice. it's cold and you need the ice to be frozen. And I, I, I went through the whole, like, I'm wondering, like, if you could see, like, yeah. my whole thought presses on video of, like, mm-hmm. but jason's basically jason's basically kombucha girl is 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 what i've now described because he's got like the yeah he's got like the face yeah savannah's doing this although the idea of having outdoor basketball in iowa when it's 50 below zero oh that'd be such a i'm I'm down because for those that know, college basketball usually has a bunch of like preseason tournaments around Thanksgiving time. A bunch of those, I think, are being moved down to Orlando where they have the NBA bubble. And then the best one of all was that they took the Battle for Atlantis tournament, which is usually played in Nassau at the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas. Which they moved it to South Dakota. So like, imagine Ohio State just like the joy of saying like, yo, we're going to go to the Bahamas over thanksgiving only to hear oh hey we're going to south dakota no offense to south dakota yeah but shout out to all the people listening in south dakota but like there's a clear difference between like paradise yeah you need to trademark the name no the, no, the battle for mount rushmore <laughs> That's such a good name. Honestly, like, that makes it so much better. I will expect Royal. Hey, it was like top of four college. Trademark Battle for Mount Rushmore inside of wherever the heck they are in South Dakota. 90 degrees at my game yesterday. 90 degrees? 90. Whoa. I think we should be the Bahamas. You're right. Yeah, Missouri. Honestly. Missouri, the Bahamas of the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Greg. All right, so, I mean, we're talking about, like, how, you know, COVID's affecting, like, basketball and whatnot. But, you know, this is a band podcast, and I think most of our listeners probably care about what's going on in the band world. So uh, let's give a little update on what's going on with COVID and how it's changing life throughout the band world. Okay, so as you've seen, we have expanded into a couple new conferences. We now have four different conferences represented among the FBS and FCS schools. But in this weird COVID pandemic time that we're in right now, Some conferences and teams are playing and some aren't, which means that some marching bands are taking the field, some are in the stands, and some aren't playing at all. So among the six members of our college band radio family, we kind of wanted to discuss what is really going on in terms of, you know, COVID bands or marching band within the COVID pandemic. So I wanted to start off with Annabelle as the person who is currently at a school that's actually playing college football right now. So Annabelle, how is it like at Mizzou uh, with the SEC deciding that they've uh, wanted to play football? What's the precautions that have been taken and what are you guys doing? Are you guys on the field for, or at all during games or what are you like, what's your involvement uh, with football this season compared to seasons previous? Yeah. um, So the SEC did announce that we are having football kind of surprisingly. Um, but they did announce that no spirit squads or bands will be on the field, um, which is very sad, but understanding. So how it works for Marching Mizzou specifically is we're very, very worried about COVID um, and about it just spreading throughout the bands. We've taken up a lot of precautions. The first thing would be within a rehearsal schedule, instead of rehearsing four times a week, 
we now just rehearse two to three times a week, and those are in smaller groups. So Marching Mizzou has split into three bands, MIZ, ZOU, and Tigers Band, and we alternate rehearsals. Within the games, we also split halves. So for example, I had my first game on September 26th against Alabama. Um, my band, MIZ Band, we played the first half, and then we played pregame, first quarter, second quarter, halftime, and then after we performed halftime, the ZOU Band then came in and switched out. Surprisingly, we actually have less seats in the stands, um, which surprised a whole bunch of us. So what we're having to do is some of our members are in the stands. Um, if you look behind me on the video, it's on my left, back there, that's where we are. Um, and then some, the other half of us were up on the concourse, up by the entrance. A third of the band now split in two during the game. That was kind of interesting to experience. Um, so we have a drum major and members up there. And um, with that, we have to wear a mask the whole time, um, but we are allowed to pull it down whenever we play it, and we have to pull it back up. And then all of the students and members inside of the stadium also have to be wearing a mask the whole time. So how does that work uh, with both pregame and halftime? Is it just performing the tunes? Yes. And without, without marching? Correct, yeah. It definitely really feels a bit different, um, but... It was still an amazing experience um, being able to be in the stadium, especially last night with our new configuration. Um, some of us clarinets, we got to sit in the very first row right up against the field, um, and we're usually not up there. So that was, you know, really fun to watch. Did you guys do any, like, parading, or was it just you show up to the stadium, play, and then leave? Um, we kind of do. So we have a march to the stadium and then a march back. Um, typically, that's with, like, all 300 of us. But now it was just in our separate band. So, and then we also don't play while we're marching to the stadium since we can't be. Um, so, like within marching Mizzou, we don't play unless we're at like it. So for the games, it's six feet. But in rehearsal, we are actually fifteen feet apart from everyone else to be extra safe. And then everyone has to wear a bell cover with a filter inside of it. And then a mask as well. A surprising amount of people don't know that, like, you can't just cover the clarinet's bell. So, like, do you guys have the bags that you have to, like, reach into? Um, no. I think there's, like, there's a certain kind of filter. I know we got them from Stanbury Uniforms. Um, so they're, like, a specialized bell cover. Um, I know, like, some notes don't always come out because the bell is covered. Um, but it's, we have to keep it on at all times or we're not allowed to play. So you guys just have like a bell cover and that's it on the clarinets. Well, yeah, we don't have like the, a key cover. If that's yeah, we don't have okay, like yeah, the yeah. full bags. Yeah. So, yeah. We, so in the bottom of the bell, we have a a filter. I can't remember the name of the filter. And then um, on top of that, we have the bell cover. And then we're we're all socially distanced. Are you guys in your uniforms or are you in like rehearsal dress uniforms? Yeah, we're in uniforms, except since we're not performing on the field, we decided to not wear shade goes. All right. Well, um, thank you, Annabelle, for, for telling us everything about what the SEC is doing. Uh, well, since all major conferences are back right now, we can talk to both uh, Jason and Savannah about what the Big Ten and what the Pac-12 are doing with marching band and with the football season. So obviously both of those conferences have reduced schedules compared to that of the ACC, that of the big 12 and that of the sec. So for either of you guys, 
what has been the conversation like around your marching band and what are the thing or I guess what are the plans for this season in terms of uh, are you uh, like playing at games, not playing at games, practicing all of that kind of stuff? Savannah, ladies first. The announcement for the Pac-12 came very recently, two days ago, right? So um, there were no plans to practice in person. There, there still aren't any plans to practice in person. Um, we aren't going to be, specifically my band is not going to be at the UW football games. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the whole, um, the whole conference is doing as like, it's up to this point, we've been really just focusing on like making sure we stay connected and getting to know our rookies and stuff. We've been doing zoom calls, you know, trying to get to know each other a little bit on the social level. Um, cause I know that's one thing that, um, they've kind of missed not having preschool drills. This is what we called our like band camp kind of, then they also have weekly zoom sectionals, um, to work on that music and choreo. And they, they've, they've gradually begun introducing um, marching commands and fundamentals on those Zoom calls. Now all this new news with football coming back, everybody was speculating, oh, well, we have band again. And then that whole plan went out the window and now we're kind of back to square one. Um, so <laughs> uh, really it's been just kind of making sure that we um, are staying connected socially and um, our section leaders are working on their like leadership development things. But other than that, really, we're just kind of making sure that we, we try to get everybody as connected as possible, you know, because, you know, everybody talks about band family. We don't want this rookie to class to miss out on that, at least for the time being. Um, so, yeah, that's really been our focus. So I have a question. How does Zoom sectionals work? Um, so I haven't been to one yet because it's been primarily um, section leaders and rookies, but that would be as far as I know, they're not playing. Um, but what they'll do is they'll they'll play a recording. So the section leaders will play like an MP4 or something of like a, one of our stance tunes, and then they'll kind of run through choreo, you know, because because the music learning can kind of be done independently and kind of touching on marching fundamentals. Interesting. Yeah. It seems kind of weird that like, because I was I was originally thinking like that you guys would be playing like remotely. And if anyone's ever tried to have like a birthday Zoom and sing happy birthday on Zoom at the same time, it never works. Yeah. And I was no, just curious is, about how they were trying that. It is absolutely atrocious to try and do that. So, yeah. <laughs> when, when you said Zoom sectionals, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. that, that's going to be like oh. counterproductive there. But all right. So with like piccolos, yeah. you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, I can oh. see a lot of issues arising. Right, the same time you can, uh, you whoever, if somebody's off on their time, they can be like, "Oh, my Zoom lag." Oh yeah. Hey, sorry, I just have bad internet. You know, I, I don't know. That wasn't a wrong note. It must have yeah, it's my it's the microphone. I think it cut out at that time or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I, it, as far as I know, it's been working up until this point. You know, and I'm really I'm really happy with how um, even given the unpredictable circumstances you know everything's been kind of sprung on us is that we're all able to like we all really actively want to stay connected we're doing um I know I keep saying stay connected but like you know that's so important and um we have a couple zoom nights where we'll have like um like a kahoot competition or something fun and then we have something called pick pairs which is um something that our section leaders set up so it's where our vets so like our returning members are paired up with a rookie and, you know, they get given these silly sample questions or something that's get the dialogue starting, you know, just so you can kind of get to know each other one on one. For the time being, I'm really I'm really happy with how it's going. So 
So we, we know band is remote for you, but what is, are you in school, like doing classes in person? Or are you all online too? Um, so I haven't started class yet, actually. I start class on the 30th in a couple days. Um, wow. But is that normal? Wait, is that normal, normal for you guys? Yeah, it's pretty late in the, in September. So um, wait, so does your football season start before school starts? Typically, or? yeah. Well, the Big Ten is in a, was in a similar situation to the Pac-12, I think, right? Where we both didn't have football, yeah. and then we both kind of got it at the same time. Well, the Pac-12 but... did what the, what the Big Ten wanted to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The difference is for us is um, we actually have been having band since August when we had band camp. Um, we all, we also have like hybrid, most of us have hybrid classes here where we have like one or two in-person classes and most of them are all online anyway. But, um, basically what we've been done is we, similar to what I think a lot of the bands around the country, but especially what Annabelle was saying earlier, how we split into, we call them three platoons. So we basically took our bands usually around 380, but I think the number this year is 450. So it means it's like a nice split with like 150 each platoon. And, um, we practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, which is when you have like a different day. For example, I practice drill on Monday, I'm off on Tuesday, and then I have music on Wednesday. And then Thursday is like a sectional day where you kind of do something with like your whole section. Then Friday is we have either like a recording day. So we've been actually recording virtual performances from all three platoons um, and posting them to YouTube. So if you're interested, go check it out. It's pretty neat. And if we don't have those, recently we did a thing where we split the three platoons into half platoons and we went all around campus and we all played like a little show during a passing period. So that was pretty neat to get to do that and like have the student body actually see the band again besides walking past us on like practicing. But in terms of actual band, we have these special masks that like, I guess there's really no way to describe them other than they're like underwear with like the flaps. So like when you go to put your mouthpiece in, you have to like maneuver it in between the two flaps and then you can play with the mask on is the general idea. On top of that, we do have bell covers. Um, I do not think the clarinets have bags. I think they all have bell covers, but I don't think they have bags. I have seen some bands with like actual like bags yeah Hannah if you can insert like a picture in here somewhere I feel like I'm just talking about and everyone's like giving me a weird look I, I, it's a, I, I know it's a thing I've, I've seen them it's a thing yeah, clarinet bags are a thing them, like, in the oh, no, PMB in the PMB we do have that was something I was going to talk about we do have bags for all the clarinet saxophones <laughs> I thought I was going crazy for a second I think I think we're meant to be getting those those masks that you talked about, Jason. I think like marching the zoo is meant to be getting those, but the shipping got delayed. I know our piccolos have them, but the rest of the band's waiting on them. Well, at least you, at least <laughs> they're on their way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say though they're not very fun to play in. A lot of the times, like whoever's conducting will forget that you need like an extra. Ten seconds to maneuver around a mask. Oh, yeah. So they'll call up a song and like, okay, one, two, and you're just like, I'm not ready yet. And like the entrance will be awful because of that. Or like in many cases, you'll go to take like a big breath during the song, and then you'll just get like all mask and no That's breath. Oh, yeah, but other than that, like, problems. we don't. All of our drill is like separated. Like we don't have. For a preview for next week, we're doing segments of our pregame show. Like, each platoon is taking a formation. We get the train. Trains. We get the, we get the, we get the Choo -choo! special. You'll see, you'll see that from platoon A. 
Uh, and then you'll see like the black P is another famous thing that we do. And then the floating Purdue will be platoon C, I think. But the real question is what platoon has the drum? Oh, they actually drum, split drum, the drum, drum, drum into three pieces. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the, no, the BBD is at all our rehearsals, I think, or at least they're doing, they have their own separate thing. Like they have to do physical like training and they do that separately sometimes. And sometimes we see them. Usually if we're doing drill, they have to like figure out and like make sure they're not running anybody over. So they'll be there. But they kind of float in between all three platoons. Yeah, we're going to get into the argument about that, about the bass drums soon. <laughs> all you need to know oh, is definitely. that the Purdue big bass drum is the best one in the land. No, yeah, basically, it's not for the those biggest that don't, one though. For those that don't know, Purdue and Missouri both have giant bass drums and we've already gotten into arguments and gotten people on Zoom calls to argue. Team which big is, bass drum. Which is the better and or bigger so. bass drum. We've, we've talked quite a bit about what's going on with the Power 5 conferences. Yeah, we haven't talked to one... Hannah yeah, Butler yet about Hannah. what's going on with the what FCS school. On? What's going on at the dome? We need to know what's going on at Dome Sweet Dome. There's no place like Dome. Absolutely. For those of you that aren't familiar with you and I, first of all, what are you doing? You should be. Second of all, we play in the dome, actually. So I like if it whether it's August or November, it's sunny in 72 in my practice and performance facility. So actually, I am, I have the opposite kind of um, Jason and Savannah, where is we don't have football, but we do have band this semester. Uh, we actually found out that the FCS was canceling football and moving it to the spring. I think it was less than 24 hours out from our band camp. So I will be having band, hopefully, tentatively, from like February to May which does overlap with pet band season, but you know what? Go Cats. I'm ready FC, for it. FCS um, and XFL. Third iteration 3.0. It's going to be back. It's going to be greater than so ever. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. So what we've kind of done is first of all, like um, everyone else, we are wearing masks. We actually have surgical masks that our amazing staff managers went through and they cut slits in them, like perfect for each intro instrument. So we flip those out every couple of weeks just because they get kind of grody after playing them in them for a while. And our clarinets and saxophones are in bags. So Jason was not making that bags, up. They yeah. this. Finally. So they have them all to kind of trap the aerosols in there. And then we all have bell covers on. Although we don't have official bell covers, we're using pantyhose because affordability. There's like 300 of us. So that's been working really well. We are not marching right now. We're just doing standstill. We have one set drill and it's laid out more like you would see like a concert art kind of. Um, so the trumpets are actually way in the back and I'm so used to being in the front. So that's been really weird to kind of adjust to because part of the thing with the dome is that it echoes when you're playing. So you get really used to being on the beat with the echo and then now I'm on the back half of the echo. So that was like a weird adjustment. But it's been really fun. I've loved getting to be back with my band family. I'm just excited we have band. So the way that we're kind of doing things is on all the days that we would have originally had a football game or the day before, we're doing standstill performances on our Campanile lawn. Um, so that's right in the center of campus. We invite everyone to come, like social distancing and masks are obviously required and we do a live stream. And we had our first one yesterday and we got to do our first halftime show along with our traditional pregame show. Even though it was just a standstill, it was outside, it was very different from anything we'd ever done. It felt so amazing just to be back in front of an audience and be with people again. 
So we are also the interesting thing with our rehearsals, I guess that's somebody else um, is that, like I mentioned, we're in dome suite dome. And because we're inside, not outside, we have scheduled breaks in our rehearsal time. So we can let the air filters kind of reset and cycle the air through the dome. So we now will practice from, we have practice three nights a week. We'll practice for, I believe it's 30 minutes. Then we have to say, okay, like everybody stop playing for the next 20. We let the air refilter through and then we come back and finish the rest of rehearsal. Um, so that's been a weird adjustment. I don't know how long everyone else's practices normally are. Ours are usually two hours. So yeah, that's kind of what's been going on uh, in the FCS world. I know a lot of bands in our division are doing similar things where we're, we're going around, we're enjoying performing for people, even though we don't have football. Well, I'm wow, glad that wait. you guys are... <laughs> Sorry, Alex. What? I just oh, I just okay. had to say something. Jason's got to say wow, something. Wow, the trumpets don't get to be front and center for once. I, Welcome I, to Mellophone Land. I literally, as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get it. 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 i the back. <laughs> the back. I've never Love all instruments before, equally. But, <laughs> but yeah, but what superior. you said, um, like what you said with the aerosol break, um, marching with zoo, we're even taking aerosol breaks outside um, mm -hmm. just to be extra cautious. So like we take a five minute break every so often. And then like with choir, since we are inside, we do the same thing, 30 minutes mm -hmm. singing and then 20 minutes off. Yeah, it's been it's been like a weird transition because I know like you guys too are so used to like you just push through rehearsal and you try and get as much done as you can. That's been like a strange adjustment, but like like I said, it's just so nice to be back. Um, a lot of what we've been doing now too is we've been going out to the parking lot. Sometimes we'll start rehearsal outside or do in the middle of rehearsal when we can't be in the dome, we'll go outside and do a sectional. Um, and since we did we didn't have band camp this year. We, it's been a really great opportunity to kind of meet all our rookies in our sections and get to know them and kind of make, make those connections and make those bonds, even though we didn't have that whole week of like spending 18 hours a day with each other. All right. So it is time for our college football pick segment. Thanks to everyone for the great conversation about COVID ban. Hopefully everything will go well this year. But we do have a few matchups to discuss um, that we're not going to go super in-depth about. One of them, obviously, is the Red River Showdown rivalry. I don't really know exactly what it's called between Texas and Oklahoma. But both of them have been really bad this year. Just they, They're just not good this year, uh, unfortunately. Texas is not back. So just sorry, Texas fans, for not being back. But hopefully you'll be back soon for your own sake. And the other thing to mention that we will go into a little bit more in depth about is the uh, Missouri-LSU game. LSU is currently ranked 16th. That game was originally supposed to be in Baton Rouge, but it has been moved to Columbia. Uh, Annabelle, since you are the current... Since you are the current Missouri mind here, can you give the uh, uh, the listeners and viewers a little bit more uh, uh, explanation as to why they ended up moving the game? Yeah, um, so it's kind of been a process over the basically ever since I woke up this morning. Um, so there's a hurricane coming through, and it's called Hurricane Delta. Um, and I think over the past two days, it's picked up its speed and its velocity. And so it's going to be a lot worse than they originally thought. So instead of the game now being at LSU, they've moved it to Columbia um, 
as of an hour ago of this recording. So yeah, this morning they were talking about it, they weren't sure, and then it was just announced. So pretty exciting for Mizzou fans. Yeah, so Mizzou will have another home game. I don't know if that will add on to the existing home games or if they'll move one away or how that's going to work. But we did wanted to mention that, and I'm sure that we're all going to be siding on Mizzou's side for this one, considering that we do have a Mizzou voice on the podcast. So Tigers are going to win. We, that is a correct <laughs> statement. That's, that's a good statement. Honestly, I respect that. Go Tigers. Uh, so we are going to go over four different games. They are all ranked matchups. Luckily, there are a lot of good games that we've been able to experience over the uh, over the first few weeks of the season. To my knowledge, there are two ACC games and two SEC games, so that should be very interesting. We will start out with the two SEC games. You know, everyone can give their uh, uh, whatever takes that they want to give on these games, and then I'll obviously give the line afterwards. So we're going to start out with number three, Florida, which is, I believe, the highest ranking that they've had in quite some time. At number 20, Texas A&M, we will start with Hannah. Hannah, who do you have in this game? Do you have the Aggies or do you have the Gators? Mm, I'm going to go with the Gators. Savannah? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Gators. I don't think A&M showed up well last week, so I think Florida's going to come out on top this week. Jason? Um, yeah, I'm also going to go with Florida. But also, uh, both of these schools, their bands have been featured on Take the Field this season. So you should go take a look at it if you haven't yet. Definitely. Craig, who do you have? Not surprisingly, I'm going to go with Florida because, you know, Texas teams just not – they just haven't been pulling it. Texas just as a whole state is just not bad this year. <laughs> That's rough times for Texas. Annabelle, who do you have? I have the Gators. All right. And for those that chomp, that, chomp. that yeah, yeah for, oh, I was I was going to say for those that can't see that are listening on an audio <laughs> format, we're doing some sort of an alligator thing it's, with our it's hands. It's an alligator hand puppet. Yeah, I'm not going to try to do that because I don't think I'm coordinated enough with my hands, but I I'm will just gonna demonstrate take... for anyone watching. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 Okay. Ooh. All you gotta do is just do that. <laughs> super easy. Fan, it's fancy you, stuff. You see that, audio listeners? It's super <laughs> easy. Oh man, the audio listeners love it. Uh, so I guess my pick on here, I'm gonna go with Florida. They looked pretty good against South Carolina last week. A&M hasn't been great this year so far. Um, they are ranked, but you know they're 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 one of those teams that's gonna lose a couple games during the season and make things interesting. But I'm not really expecting them to be any sort of. Uh, uh, anywhere near the college football playoff conversation. Uh, we will go on to the other ranked game in the SEC. It is number 12, Tennessee, at number 3, Georgia. We are going to flip it here, and we're going to start with Annabelle. Annabelle, who do you have? Do you have the Vols or do you have the Dogs? I am still a little hurt over Mizzou's last game of Tennessee, um, and Dogs are cute, so Georgia. All right, Craig. Yeah, it, this is just an easy one. Georgia, I mean, it's not a matchup. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Jason. not a matchup. UGA band, go play some glory because I'm also going with Georgia. Uh, Savannah. Yeah, you know it's always go dogs for me, but I think Georgia has just a really good defense. So if I'm picking in terms of not rooting for the same mascot, I'll go with Georgia because of their defense. And Hannah. Honestly, I want to say that I want I was going to take Tennessee just to add some spice into it, but I got to go with Georgia too. Yeah, I'm going with for those for those that didn't see Georgia absolutely obliterated Auburn. Like it wasn't it even was, close. They it, like Bo Nix didn't look good. 
the easiest way to describe it is absolute carnage. Georgia dominated in every facet of that game. So I'm picking Georgia with that. I do want to say I forgot to put the lines for the um, uh, for the first matchup. I'll, I'll put it for this one. Uh, UGA is currently a 12-point favorite. And going back up to our previous matchup with uh, Florida and A&M, uh, Florida is a seven-point favorite from what I see here. We will go on to our two ranked matchups in the ACC, starting out with number 18, Virginia Tech, at number 9, North Carolina. Quite surprising that the uh, uh, the Tar Heels are a top-10 team currently. Uh, let's go with someone else to start. Craig, who do you have in this game? Do you have Vatek or do you have UNC? So, like, UNC, they're, they're obviously not a bad team. I mean... They're ranked, but I think they're ranked a little too high. I think that Virginia Tech is going to be taking this one. Um, just because I think all around they're the better team. So. All right. Jason. You know? uh, yeah, I don't I don't think UNC is a top 10 team, but I definitely think they're going to win this. So uh, go Tar Heels, and I love the colors. All right. Uh, Savannah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech for this one. Um, yeah, I do think that North Carolina is too high up there. Hannah. I'm going to go with North Carolina. It was like 2016. You and I beat them when they were number one in the cloud center. And it was just oh. one of my favorite memories. So I'll, I'll pull for them to win this one. <laughs> and Annabelle. Um, I'm going to go against everyone else. Even though I do love North Carolina's colors, I'm a really big fan of Duke. And so I always want to root against North Carolina. So I'm going to go with Virginia. And they might win. Okay. Maybe. Alex, I, yeah. the hokies. You, you, you On can my hope further alone. the balance or you can, you can cause a tie. So I think that both of these teams are ranked way too high, like especially North Carolina. North Carolina is not that good. And Vatek hasn't looked that great. They only won by seven against Duke. I, I'm, gonna, I'm going with UNC just because out of the two, I just think that I pull away with it. I just don't think that UNC is that good. But I will say UNC is a five-point favorite from what I'm saying on here. I, I just UNC is the favorite? Yeah, oh. UNC is a five-point favorite. But, it, I mean, it, it should be a Five isn't matchup. a big number. It's not, and then no. we will, and then we will go to the only top ten matchup of this week, number seven Miami at number one Clemson. Savannah, who do you have in this matchup? Do you have the Hurricanes or do you have the Clemson Tigers? I'm gonna pick Clemson. I think Clemson's offense is gonna score earlier, and it's just gonna be a matter of who can score last. Uh, Hannah, who do you have in this matchup? I mean, if a tiger and a literal hurricane got into a fight, I feel like the hurricane would win. <laughs> Annabelle, who do you have? I have the Tigers. Tigers roar. Um, Got to stay with the Tigers. A lot of Tigers. Lots, <laughs> lots of Tigers. Because uh, we're the best. Yeah, yeah, this is lots true. Of tigers in general. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Craig, who do you have? So, so my pick is Miami because I think it's time that Clemson loses a game. They haven't lost a game in two and a half seasons. And I think it's a pretty solid matchup. Uh, Miami, I think, is a legitimate contender this year. I think if Clemson's going to lose a game this year, at least during the regular season, it's going to be this week. Jason? Yeah, I would love to see Clemson lose as well, but I don't think they're going to lose. I'm going with Clemson. All right. um, I'm going with Clemson because tank for Trevor. Well, I think, I mean, so since we got through our picks, um, obviously there's a lot more games that are going to be happening. Uh, We're very excited for all of the football that is going to be going on and all of the other sports that are going to be going on. Uh, for all my Rays fans out there, please. Go Yankees. Me. Yeah. Mm-mm. 
Yes. Interesting takes there by Craig, but he is from he is, no 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 he is he is from Yankees territory, so I do respect the drip. But he's also a um he he's a hardcore Somerset Patriots fan. Here, wait, be, before we end the sports segment, can we update the final update for the Somerset uh, professional baseball series this summer? You know what? We sure during season zero, our <laughs> our viewers may recall the uh, series between the New Jersey Blasters and Somerset Patriots. A legitimate minor league team versus a minor league team that was made purely to have so the Somerset Patriots could have somebody to play against, that being the New Jersey Blasters. Um, there was a 13-game series, uh, which started out with the Blasters being quite a dominant force. Um, I believe the series went pretty quickly. It was, it was like 4-2, but then... It, but then one of the guys from the Blasters got selected by the by the postseason-bound Miami Marlins, and then Craig, what happened? Yeah. So after I believe his name was Brandon Labat, I think something was to that to the extent. Miami Marlins, uh, they were not good, and they lost every game after that. Uh, having vibes. the final score be um, nine four in four favor of the Patriots. Yeah. So yeah. So for all of those that were waiting for that for that update. We now have it for you. <laughs> Unfortunately, to all of you New Jersey Blasters fans out there, which I'm sure you guys number in the hundreds of thousands, uh, they couldn't take it home for you guys this summer. Millions. And, 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 sorry, billions. <laughs> my bad. The, the, the entire universe is pulling for just the New Jersey Blasters. But unfortunately, they couldn't take home the trophy this year. We're so sorry. Hopefully, they'll be back next year in some sort of weird way. Let's hope it's not COVID-related. I think on that note, uh, that's pretty much it, right? Is there anything else important things to talk about for this week? If you you can find us on social media on Twitter, you can find us at College Band RDO because radio was one letter too long, and on Instagram we are also at College Band Radio. So hit us with that follow for updates throughout the week. And on YouTube, we are also at College Band Radio. Uh, for those that got originally confused when we first put out the update of our partnership that we're confused about the logo. We just updated the logo. So trust me, we are the same podcast. We're not to be confused with some other college band radio thing. It is us. Thank you guys for listening to this first episode. Thanks everyone for, um, you know, for waiting along with us uh, as the excitement continued to build and grow for this. Uh, we can't wait to see what is going to happen this season so, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening to this first episode. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and we'll talk to you guys next week for episode two.